What up, y'all? First and foremost, I want to thank you for tuning in. Please remember to tell a friend about the show if you like what you hear. And remember that your feedback is always welcome. On this episode, we got the homie Rico, owner of Dewey's Corner Pub. He tells us about growing up in New York, growing up in Puerto Rico. He tells us about the time he got robbed at gunpoint while working at a Taco Bell. We talk about his time in the Army. He also drops a lot of gems regarding leadership. We talk about all his different business ventures, especially the ones here in El Paso, including his current uh, ownership of Dewey's Corner Pub and much more, to be honest with you. All right. So I hope you enjoy the show. Sweet Jesus Radio. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Sweet Jesus Radio. I'm your host, Sweet Jesus. Got my co-host. Tito in the house. What's up, everybody? Hell yeah. And my guest today, guys, you're in for a treat. Our guest today is a longtime friend of ours, longtime supporter of Out Eye Productions, uh, current supporter of Il Paso. He's a, a real life, true mover and shaker, guys. He's owned multiple businesses, managed businesses, and we'll get into more detail as far as that goes but also current owner of Dewey's Corner Pub. I want to welcome to the show, the homie Rico. Beep, 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 beep. What's up, Rico? <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? What's up, man? How's your day so far? It's been good, man. It's been a busy day, hustling, running around, taking care of a lot of stuff, making moves, doing whatever we can to stay afloat and stay alive. Rico hasn't eaten, man. He showed up with the pizza. He, he was ready to roll. Huh? Today was and a six pack of extraordinaire, man. <laughs> I was like, because he, he, he led with, uh, yeah, I've been you know, cutting out this, this, and that. And I'm like, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at the pizza. I'm looking at the Smirnoffs. Talking about the sugar. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Smirnoff. <laughs> then he finally got to this point because, of course, I'm impatient. And I was like, nah, this guy's making shit up. All right, so no, no, so it was the cheat day. Got him yeah, on the today's cheat the cheat day. day. Cheat day. He's earned it, which is good. Awesome, awesome. All right, man. So, uh, of course, uh, listeners, Tito, step it down for just a bit, but we're going to go ahead and proceed. Uh, like I said, we got a whole lot to talk about. I kind of wanted to, one of the first things I wanted to talk about involved, Tito, but I'll just wait for him to come back. You tell me, I'm going to bring up something that I just popped up, something that happened recently. For sure. I'm kind of glad that you're here because, you know, you own a bar and you've been in that industry for a long time. Excuse me. Uh, well, Tito's back, so we'll go on back on this. So, did you want to? I just wanted to talk about it real quick. Give shout outs to uh, the, we did the grand opening. Did you want to just uh, give us a couple minutes of that? The, the for the, the El Paso, uh, the El Paso at Crook shouts to Crooks. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was it was really cool. I mean, we we had been in there for a minute, and uh, you know, people were coming by. Rico was one of the first when we did our first pop up there uh -huh, too. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. kind of just tying that in, but um, it was cool, man. Thanks to all the people that came out, man. We did really well that first day. To officially launch it and everything, and yeah. you know, shout out to one man jazz. He put down a dope set, man. You know what I mean. So uh, everybody that was involved that helped out, my homie. Shout out to Corral, uh, to the homie Bobby with dope. Uh, shout out also to the homie Belone that was there helping shout out. To Jesse for, with Crooks, and of course, yeah, and no of doubt. course our homie Alex with the uh, Crazy Dave's Pizza. Yeah, man, he hooked that up, man. He came through. Yeah, clutch. our sponsor. So yeah, honestly, guys, Crazy Dave's dope. So support that as well. Yeah. But it Big really up, well, and just uh, just a quick thank you and, and shouts to everybody yeah. supporting. Aside from that, I was going to bring up something really quick before we jump into everything else because I had a recent uh, incident here at a at a local restaurant, not really locally owned. It was a, at an Applebee's, 
but I just wanted your feedback on it because here on the on the podcast we talk about a little bit of everything. I um, so me it was me, my homegirl Leslie and Serena went to just have a, just a couple drinks and uh, a little bit of food. I just did some appetizers. And long story short, the gentleman that was waiting on us was he got the drink order wrong. He got the food order wrong. He got the dessert order wrong. You could tell he was new. So at no point was I rude to him. No point was I mean to him. I've been there. You're always new. Yeah. Like, you fuck up, whatever. I, and who knows? Maybe it was somebody in the back that messed up. Right. Who the hell knows? And then at, towards the end, I'm like, hey, man, you know, no offense to you, man. You know, I know you look kind of new. You know, so don't take it the wrong way. But I got I to gotta ask for your manager, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Just because even if you're new, there still has to be right. some consequences or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? True. So, and yeah, the manager came. And she, she was just kind of gave me like a really half-ass apology, and I'm thinking like something's gonna get taken out the check, and nah, nothing, man. Uh, so I got home, you know, I was a little upset. So I, I rarely do this unless it's this bad, and I'm giving the short version of the story, so it was worse. But I would, you know, send an email, man, to to Applebee's, you know, what I'm right. so they hollered back. Well, that's good. That's uh, step one that they well, back. They, well, there's that automatic response, you oh, know, okay. to the email. That's the first one, and it says three to five days. Cool. A guy calls me, a guy, I get a call, but at the time I didn't know it was them, you know, because who the hell answers calls numbers that they don't know. Right. It should be like an email or at least an email right. after the call. Hey, one of our guys tried to call you. Right. So, and then I didn't get that. And I even had one of my boys kind of like call this number back. I know it was Applebee's because the message was like really muffled. And I was like, hey, call this number back because like, I just want to see what it is because it sounded, because normally if it's like. I have certain people that like to use my name as a reference, right. and I get their calls. Bill collectors, not my calls, but <laughs> not gonna say who. But I get certain people that like to use my name without my permission. Right. Uh, so I thought it was one of those, but this one sounded different. I was like, "Hey, call this person back." And then that that guy, he was being kind of rude to my buddy. He's like, "Well, I left him a detailed message because he had it on speaker." But at the time, I didn't know it was right. Applebee's. So a few days passed, and I was like, "Yeah, I saw the email. I had really forgotten about it. I saw the email there, and I was like." Let me let me just reply with like a, just a quick little email. Like, hey, I'm really disappointed you guys didn't reply. And I put a sad face emoji type thing. So, boom, the guy, I, somebody calls again. It's like, they left a message. And I, rem- I saw that it was the same number from that other day. Right. I was like, oh, I guess it was Applebee's back right. then. But he was being kind of rude to my boy. And on this message, he was being rude. Right? He's like, you had your little Frank... Uh, what you know, the and call fuck? me back, and I'm like, what the hell? That's all fucked up. And I was like, of course, I was like, I'm trying to call this guy back. Like, you know, meet me somewhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I was like, nah, whatever. I'm not even going to call back. At this point, it's already been a couple weeks, whatever. Uh, but, you know, why am I going to call somebody back? Obviously, he's not going to want to help me. Like, right. So I just left it at that. Right. You know, and it was just a horrible experience, man. Can you can you give me give me your thoughts on that? Well, you know, <laughs> as I, a bar owner, coming from the from the food and beverage and background, yeah, I used to run Apple. I used to manage an Applebee's back nice, in the day nice. in El Paso, particularly. Nice. It was one of my first jobs when I came back to El Paso. Um, you know, they're owned, they're corporate owned. Yeah, I mean, they're they're franchised out, so um, it's a great franchise. And yeah. overall, yeah. Um, Alex Aguirre was the general manager at the time. He's the district manager now. I think he might even be higher. And that guy taught me everything I need to know to get into the industry. Nice. So he's the, he's the person you definitely want to talk to on that incident. Yeah. And if you need help on that later on to get that rectified, definitely, you know, let me know. I can reach out to him. He's a solid dude. And I don't think they'll ever call and, and be like, yeah. Hey man, your little buddy, blah, blah. That's not, not the voicemails that they think. Nah, of. Man. And honestly, it's not even about further pursuing it. It's just more, but it still was unpleasant just, experience. Oh, yeah, it was bad. And that goes a long way. In every dollar bees, you know? Of course, definitely. And, 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 and shame on the manager primarily 
the manager got to do those table touches. That standard does not change in any industry. You always got to touch, touch base with your guests. You got to touch the table. You got to make sure they're having a good time, especially if you know you have a new serve on the floor. Yeah. Oh, then yeah. you got to be particular See, about that section, and you got to be touching those tables. Yeah, so, you know what? Fuck that manager. <laughs> nah, dude. All right, hey, I'm not even trying to be mean. Nah, like, that's what but, it comes down to. The manager but, failed. The manager her, failed on the employee. It always goes upwards to it. me. Like, 99% of the time, you always got to go upwards. As of course. Far as blame of course. Goes of course. Like, it's, not, it's not the kid's fault. It's probably his yeah, first and night. I, you know? And I reassured him, like, dude, it's not like I. I've been there. I'm new. I've been. Everybody's had been the nah, first day it, or whatever. Bullshit. And you know, I, I had she a had, saying that uh, I followed for a long time. Employees don't leave jobs; they leave managers. Exactly. Right. So right. this yeah, kid, you know, if, if if you had to make a complaint, you probably didn't tip him. He probably had a bad yeah. night overall. He might not come back. So they just invested twenty, thirty hours training this kid, and he just went home like, "Fuck this, man! I'm I'm, yeah. I'm going to go somewhere else." I did not. Tip. And he's disillusioned. <laughs> see what I'm saying? And the manager failed that kid, so that kid will probably leave. Yeah. And it's that manager's fault. So that manager from day one greeting that table, which they should be doing. Right. Doesn't matter how busy right it there. is. And I don't want to hear that. Oh, we were busy. Bullshit. You're not that. Busy staff correctly take. Oh, come on, man. There's no excuses. You could have given me just the dessert free, just the gesture. I don't care about the money. Of course. I would have been like, cool. Of course. That dessert cost him a dollar nineteen. You know what I'm saying? Apologize, sir. And then she just walked (laughs) off, dog. Dollar nineteen. You hear that, manager? Damn. Anyway, so yeah, I just wanted to yeah, share that. Manager, you know who you which, are. Yeah, which you Applebee's, know you are. which Applebee's was it? Shh, I'll tell you, I don't even like. That's how nice I am. I could use, but I don't want to go. That I didn't far. want to put him on blast. Like but that, if anybody that knows where I live, I just say you know, really close to where I live. Next podcast might be uh, might be catered by Shout Applebee's. Out to the West Side, baby. <laughs> but it's not even like on some. It's just facts, you know. I'm just laying down facts. No, but uh, in their defense, very objectively they, speaking, you know, they have a very good structure. Applebee's corporate wise is solid, and then the franchise I, here is ran professionally, man. So I believe it, but you know you also have bad apples. But you yeah, because yeah, you go to Applebee's, definitely. it's like an American staple. Of course, man. of course. Yeah, so that's why it was a little no surprising. No intended, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Always those bad apples. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't even catch my own pun. Pun was not intended. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's jump into it, man. So, well, I guess we'll start off, uh, listeners. You know, we'll kind of go through uh, Rico's history. He, he promised me some awesome stories. He's had a, a pretty awesome life and adventurous and momentous life. But one of the things I want to start off with is kind of like how we met. I don't remember the exact day we met or anything like that, but I, I, I feel like I know you probably through Tito. Do you remember how you know Rico, Tito? Um, you know, I, I mean, my, my oldest memory would have to be at Club Fusion. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. The first I heard of, of Rico, but um, – who I met, maybe it might have been through DJ Black. I okay. want to say, yeah, it was Black great. was one of the DJ because he had the All Star DJs. Uh, Mark X was there. Yep. You had um, it was uh, you had Jazz working yeah. there with uh-huh. you. Fusions where Dominic's is at. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Montana. Yeah. If you're old and listen to this, you yeah. know. If you're not, you, you don't know, know what, what the we're fuck talking about. <laughs> what was it before it was Fusion? Uh, it was Mustang Sally. Yeah. 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 That's what everybody Earth. always remembers. Yeah, this episode's for the old heads. Yeah, so I mean, shout out. Yeah, you know. But yeah, that I think. Black was the one that brought me in because he was still on 102. They were they right. were part of the 102 mixers right, back right, then. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, yep. Who else did you have that was DJing with you back then? Because I remember Mark Black. It was, uh, Mar- it was mostly Mark Black. I think Poo. No, Poo once stayed loyal to Chris Haight. He was over there at uh, with York and all those other cats. Right. They were they were doing the downtown stuff. Right. 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 And and because I remember, I still remember, I still have the flyers somewhere in my my stash. But the usual suspects. Yeah, remember you guys yeah, yeah. Did, did that flyer. That was right? that was a weird marketing campaign. You know, <laughs> you know it was cool. It was cool, cool, man. You know uh, how Dr. Dre has that one picture where he's in sequence and shit with yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. It reminds you of that. <laughs> you know, we fell into the hype. They put us in these. Uh, they took us to the buckle at the mall right. and shit. Yeah. And they dressed us up. When somebody uh, oh. wants to do a diss track on Rico, they're gonna pay you for that picture. Oh, <laughs> Look at that picture. We'll put yeah, it on the insert of the scene. It was like uh, what was that thing called? Like uh, Olin Mills or what was that thing? Glam- mm. Glamour shots. It was like a, oh. a glamour shot. <laughs> Not one of my proudest moments. I still got it though. I do got it. I did, I got it. Yeah. I, I still on got the pants. Yeah. But you know, yo, like for the time, I mean, it was cool because nobody was really like marketing themselves. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Right. And and it was kind of cool just seeing like some local guys that you know because. Rico was always behind the scenes, like he was the owner. And I mean, I I met him, uh, you know, Black kind of opened the door and was like, hey, you guys should come out, check this out, whatever. Hook up and talk to Rico. And then, you know, we started doing some of the shows. I think one of the shows was we started out doing Do or Die was right. one of the first. Mm. I mean, we, we even did. Uh, we did an event there. We did the, yeah. the Josh Martinez, the, the, the Underground. The, like, yeah, it was a b-boy battle. MC we did battle. b-boy battles. Yeah. We did we did a few. The Do or Die yeah. was one of the big ones. We did some underground. Like we brought two Mex Swollen members was there. Yeah. So there was a few that Rico oh, yeah, kind yeah. of, you know, we 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 kind of went in and started putting uh, the Black Crooks on there, and and that was our first stage that we got to yeah. have our local talent on. Man, yeah. you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Yeah. And so actually, cool. I think I think we go before that. I think Chris oh, Hate did the plug because Chris Hate was at Nike Stadium, and we got the. Uh, the uh, hip hop, the MC battles oh, for the, the belt. Remember, I bought the belt. Put yeah, the I, yeah. I logo so on. that was that, 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 that was way after. That was after. That was after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you're jumping there. Yeah. Tell you what. I was already no, yeah, yeah, super yeah, involved. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, because okay. then I was, I was barely coming into yeah. the crew. Yeah, Jesus was just right on the verge because one of our homies that we had started with. We had just put it. We probably were like two, three months yeah, into it. Yeah, was already like a year or two. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I and like I said, because I I knew Black. Uh, from you know just the clubs and stuff, you know. Yeah. I think they were at where was York and them at on on. on they on, were at Volare. No, it was, was, was before on, that. On, oh on, on no, Lee Trevino. Uh, yeah, Lee Trevino. That was called where Ikakula is behind. Yeah, it, like, I know exactly oh, what you're talking about. It, club oh, Metropolis, that's Metropolis. Metropolis. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's where that's where everybody was jumping off, and then that's where like because I I didn't know about Rico until after that. Black was the one that kind of brought me yeah. over there. Mark was DJ in there. Jazz was yeah. was was uh, Rico's right hand man. And then oh, that's right, not one man jazz. The other Rico was yeah, was was, Fat with Rico. You, was with you guys when you guys started, right? <laughs> nah, Fat Rico was never down with us. No, I don't know why. Or he was at Metropolis. He was always Chris hates right hand man. Yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. You Word know that. Okay, yeah. No, I don't know why I'm twisting those stories, but yeah, that in that little I was, time, I was not stretch. really involved in any of that. But fast forward to me. Was like I just know Rico. Oh shit! You know I take that back. He was a host for us at Fusion. That's right. Boom. Fat Rico was hosting. Because our team I remember the two Ricos. Man, yeah, that's memory yeah, is weird, right, man. Right. And yeah, the more right. time goes by, your memory just like yeah. yeah I take that back. He used to, he used to host five of you guys yeah. that were like involved yeah, 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 in yeah, Fusion. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was on board. He was our hype man. Yeah. Uh, for Friday, Saturday nights. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yep. All these older heads gonna get a, get a kick out of all this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of history, man. To me, it's like this is the dude that let us. Slang CDs and put flyers and posters in in the ramp pass. You know that's that's what Rico is to me. It's like thank right. you so much. True, oh, like shit, you know, man. you guys, you guys always, had it. You guys had you what know? it took. You know, so yeah. it's love because I mean back then there wasn't a lot of places that were down to like let you put no, you're right. stuff there. Some places let you put flyers and posters like headstand and stuff like that, cool arrows, but you know to slang CDs and you know just kind of just being welcoming. 
because it was always kind of like a business transaction with them, which I don't blame them. They're just, it's a business. But this is more like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like homie shit, you know? Of course, of course. So that's what I remember more, you know what I mean? You're right. Ram yeah. Pass Liquors, if you remember, guys. Damn, you know, Ram Pass Liquors. <laughs> Shout out to Duke. <laughs> yeah, man, that was the move right there. And that was really what laid the groundwork to support you guys and all your future ventures. And we saw exactly the potential you guys had, especially with the artists, with the passion. I think what, what drew me the most is that neither of you guys were ever trying to be somebody you want. You know, you had a passion for all the elements of hip-hop, and it showed. It wasn't Word no up. posing. Oh, it yeah. wasn't no trying to be somebody you want. It wasn't trying to be a rap video. You could honestly see that you guys had a passion for the music, for the beatboxing, for the breakdancing, for the graffiti, for all the elements. And I respected that because I'm a child of the 70s, and I was raised Hell on that. Yeah. Right. So to see somebody else with that same passion not trying to be somebody they aren't, man, you got yeah, to support it, that. And you know I mean, what? I'm like, turn your mic a little bit. Um, you know, I had I had to say, man, like, cause I mean, still to this. That's day, a nice way of saying we're hip hop nerds. <laughs> <laughs> nah, back then you weren't nerds. Back then you guys were solid, nerds. you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I mean, nerds. I know, I'm still right? A nerd. I'm still a nerd. I'll be a nerd for life. <laughs> no, in 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 Rico, man, cause like you know, back then, you know, here we are, like probably twenty twenty one. We just turned twenty one, probably around that time. And so we weren't really getting out to clubs. We we did some of the regular club thing, you know, that were 18 and up and whatnot. Right. But like, you know, at that time, I really did, we didn't mingle with club owners. Like, I mean, who are these little you know, 18, 19 year old who are, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Nobody was messing with us. You know what I mean? But that's why, like, I always give you props because, you know, like as you said, man, you know, one of the first to like, let us do our thing, man. Just, hey, come in, cool as shit. You know, meeting you was kind of like you have a stereotype of well, back then as a youngster, you look up to people that own clubs and bars and, you yeah. know, the movies kind of glorify and, and, and you see like club owners and people promoters and stuff. And you're like, oh, man, I want to be that one day. Right. And so like you, you're, you're kind of as a kid or a youngster, teenager, scared to approach people, man. But I think, you know, that transition, meeting the right people and connecting with the right people has a lot to do with where we're at today and that's why i say i i, I we show love and respect back because oh, yeah. had had those doors not open for us i mean who knows man it might have just been a dream and we just kind of all just never had the platform to do it you know oh, what I'm straight saying? up man. Oh, i appreciate yeah. that yeah, i cool. appreciate that so i wanted to touch on that man the relationship you know just give people uh the context and the background our relationship and Most how definitely. you supported us but let's get into some Full Rico stuff. So if you can, man, give us uh, some of your background, man. Uh, you know, where did you grow up? I believe, were you born in Puerto Rico? No, I was born in Brooklyn, New York Brooklyn? in the 70s. Um, and I stayed in Brooklyn. In the 70s. Yes, sir. Back in the day of bell-bottom jeans, shorts, of and polyester <laughs> shirts. All kinds of fads and trends. daddy hats. Hell yeah, man. That was a good times back then, you know, back in... Back at that time, you know, the summertime was what was that? Because the only reason I said Puerto Rico is because you have that on your Facebook. As well. <laughs> oh no, well, because I I I ended up staying in New York ten till I was ten. Okay, and then uh, my mom got really sick, so we went back to oh, no. her, her hometown in okay, Puerto okay. Rico. Okay. Yeah, continue, my bad. Um, and then we, we we were in Puerto Rico for uh, eight eight more years. I was okay, there, okay. I, and I joined the military. I, I got out of there at uh, seventeen, actually. Mm. Um, and then the military took me all over tell the world. Us, tell us some stories with the see whatever you can remember from New York, man. Uh, New York time. was awesome, man. I'm telling you, I, I still go to New York at least once a year. I got all my family over there. You Any know? kind of memory kind of pop out, like childhood Times, stuff. man. You know, there was a time. We tell was, me a street uh, fire story. Uh, no, let me tell you a, a, a legit story. You know, we, we were living in, in an apartment in, in Brooklyn. And uh, we all having dinner. It was a small apartment. It was a two-bedroom apartment. Three boys, man. You know, my dad and my mom's. We're just chilling there, sitting, eating. And... Uh, we see some some dude come up through the fire escape, and he got this Damn. big ass knife. Oh, he got shit. this big butcher knife. He just come right through the fire escape with this big butcher <laughs> knife, big ass afro. He looks heroined out. 
Damn. And I had to be like nine. I didn't know what the hell was going on. And uh, my dad just grabs a chair. He starts poking the dude, like pushing Holy him out back shit. out the fire escape. Oh boy, falls out. Holy and then the hood took care of him. You know, like he was just what he was strung was out. <laughs> this was uh, the third story apartment. So okay. he took a little bit of a fall. Um, <laughs> just shit. a little bit. You know, it, it, it was good times. I mean, New York, it, it's a tight community. The Puerto Rican community in New York looks out for each other. Yeah. You know, they always say in Miami, you'll never see a homeless Cuban. Holy I haven't God. gone to Miami you know, in a while, it's, it's and I have like, not seen a homeless Cuban, so they might be right. <laughs> but in Puerto Rico, yeah, you know, the communities look out for each other. You know, they look out, they do rent parties. If you're low on your rent that month, you know, they'll open up the doors rent in the apartment. Parties, yeah, man. Wow. I need a rent party. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey, every anybody, month. <laughs> Hit, hit my inbox for that rent party every month, about two weeks before the first. But, but you know the good the good thing about that era is that the village raised the kids. You know it wasn't where it takes uh, a you village. Know, it takes a village. Exactly, my kid didn't do this and my kid ain't do that. Yeah. Nah, man. Like if Ju- Junior Joe Schmo fucks up, then the so neighbor's gonna put put him in check, and the mother isn't running over there talking about why you hit my kid. Yeah. You hit my kid because he's an asshole. Good, hit him again, and the mom will hit him again. Yeah. And those yeah, are, that's yeah. really what's how it was. That's how it was going down, man. Nowadays, it's so fucked up that these so kids are nuts, now. man. They feel entirely do whatever the fuck they want. By yeah. thirteen, you know, sixteen, they got a body, and they're locked up for twenty five years. They're that's so what good. I tell. That's what I tell people just real quick. Uh, as far as not parent per se, but street fight shit. When I was, you know, it took me a while to kind of like fucking from my boss to and stick up for myself because I was a nerdy motherfucker. Now it's whatever, but I was like, I had to start sticking up for myself because I was like, if my older cousin who's like way older 10 years older if he gets wind of this he's gonna kick my ass oh dude my you know my first so like i gotta fight <laughs> my first fight i think i was like seven and uh it was just you know how you have friends and then one day to the next you just want to fight because yeah, i guess yeah, you're trying yeah. to see little, them every day yeah. and shit. when you're little it's like yeah. you fight your friend and that motherfucker you know he kicked my ass man and then i went home i told my brother my brother took me back down there yeah they make you fight he made me fight again i yeah. got my ass kicked again and then when i got my ass kicked my brother kicked my ass again and i was no, like god damn like, your ass kicked nah, yes. nah nah my cousin as long as you fight stick up for yourself you're good shit when, there's no shame in losing man. But, when, but if you just curl up if he just if he sees you just curl up and well, do nothing yeah. he's gonna kick your ass i'm gonna call back I, 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 I think i curled up <laughs> That's why. That's why. I curled up. And got you my better, ass you better fight back. That's what my cousin. <laughs> if you don't fight back, that. I'm gonna kick your ass. I, so I, I threw like a fake punch. I fought back. <laughs> Disclaimer. Hey, you saw it. You, see, you guys saw it. I threw a punch. Oh, and then after a while, you know, just the the anger builds up, and you start fighting back. Yeah, on yeah, your, of on course. your own. It, it, it's sink or swim. Sink or swim. Hell yeah, man. How was Puerto Rico, man? Puerto Rico's beautiful, man. You know, they went through that horrible hurricane, and I know. Shots as a community, they put themselves together and, and lifted up. And, you know, the island is going to be the island. There's so much pride in it. And the people, they'd rather die there than leave. Mm. You know, we offered my dad the minute the, the airport got reopened, come back down immediately. That was after 30 days. No water, no gas, no, no electricity. And he would not come. He'd mm. rather stay over there. And because, you know, in, in the community he was in, everybody had their chores. The ladies would cook. Um, they would do the laundry. The guys would go out, do the runs in the morning, try and get water, try and get food, get gasoline for the generators. And they did that for almost 90 days, man. Damn. And they, 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 weren't, they weren't struggling. They weren't miserable. You know, no running water, no electricity, no gas. Like, imagine that, you know. But they, Man, we we're spoiled out here, yeah. Oh, man, you know. Was, Mother Nature, though, man. It'd be the walking dead out there oh, by man. day two. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to steal my sister's water, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, yeah. Are, are are you pretty uh, close, or do you stay in touch 
with your family out oh, there? Oh, definitely. I, I go once a year. Because I haven't, you know, my, again, I'm spoiled. So how, if, if you can, any, anything you know, what, how, what's the status there? Do you know? It's good. I, Listen, this question Puerto right Rico now. lives off, off of its, its tourism. Right. So the beaches pro- and whatnot. Yeah, the, the beaches, the resorts, you know, the old San Juan, all the bañarios, all the uh, other locations that attract the tourists so they can come out and spend some money. And Word. those are the first things that came back up. So community-wise, if you go deep into the, the country, yeah, you'll see some fucked up roads. You see some houses still with yeah. tarps over their roofs. And, you know, and, and this is opening up a can of worms, but I, I'm not very political. But I do yeah. know that when funds were put into place, we cannot hold the United States accountable for how those funds were managed. Puerto Rico has its own government. The government's been corrupt for decades. And the people have allowed it to happen. The funds have been in place. And they misused them. Or they mm. didn't apply them. And the docks were full of containers with supplies. Mm. So shame on the government of the United States for letting that happen. And I think the people need to open up their eyes and Some realize, like, oversight. we cannot, we can't. Yeah, you know, so what? You know, our commander in chief decided to. Chuck fucking paper towels. Bron- He's an idiot. Towel. We know that. Like he, yeah, that's a given. Yeah, yeah like come on, let's not. Let's that not. was late night comedy, man. Yeah, that's I mean, given, come on, man. man. That's like, a given. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be mad at that all day. No, be mad at where the funds were allocated. The underlying exactly problem. the funds were there. They misused them. They didn't apply them. They were not prepared. And we cannot expect the United States to wipe our asses every day. You know, we're a commonwealth, and we have the blessing of being a commonwealth as an island. Let's use it to our advantage and. I don't want to hear no one, you know, yeah. type in any kind about the Jones Act. Man, fuck the Jones Act. This is about it's community holding it down, and that's what they do. Word up. And Puerto Ricans are very prideful in any location, whether it's, you know, that's why we fly our flags. We don't fly the flags just so we don't steal each other's cars. <laughs> no, we look out for each other, man, and, and that's the way it should be in any community. But regardless, you know, like, you got to show love. I know I'm in, in El Paso, and I've always embraced the Mexican culture. But oh, if yeah. I run into another Puerto Rican, I'm going to show him some love. Like, hey, you're oh, yeah. welcome, and, and, and let's let's break bread together. Let's, let's have a good time oh, in the city. Mexicans. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, never that, never that. These, these kidding, Mexicans are way too good, you know, especially the women there. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's my favorite part. <laughs> what you eating tonight for dinner, Mexican? <laughs> I had a really bad joke. It was like, no, <laughs> Your face was priceless, bro. <laughs> you, you were about to go in. Yeah, yeah, you have to process that one. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I don't, I don't know Rico that well. <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep it civil. <laughs> nah, tell we good, we tell us about the army a little, man. Um, army was great, man. A great time in the military, brother. I joined. Um, How many years were you in? Ten years. Let me ask you this: What made you want to join? Um, my brother. You know, I had my, my oldest brother, um, he joined at 18, and then my middle brother um, left at 19, and um, I just wanted to follow their footsteps. Um, I, I had no clue what an SAT was in high school. I still remember. You know, our, 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 our school counselors weren't really in tune, so um, I kept on seeing posters about sat and sat and sat, <laughs> and it was just- I'm already sitting. Yeah, exactly. It was like a, it was a, it was an empty chair and it said sat with a date on it. I'm like, okay, they have a rally for some new chairs or what the fuck? And before you know, it was graduation time and everybody's going to college. And I'm like, huh? Damn. What? So, 17, I had, I had to do something. And you know, plus my my mom passed away, so my head wasn't in a good place. Mm. Military seemed like the best option. So, had a great time, man. I jumped in, and my my father, though he never served, um, he raised us to be disciplined. He raised us to be organized. He raised us to be aware. So we represented him in every aspect of our lives. So um, the military was like a fish to water for me. And I had, a, I had a great time. I had amazing people. I traveled the world, did my small little tours. And and uh, it was enough to get me on my feet. To Where else were you out. stationed at? 
Oh man, mm. Fort Bragg, Fort Benning, Italy, Georgia, Croatia, Somalia. Oh, um, Please give us an army story, man. <laughs> oh, man, you know I, what's your craziest? <laughs> the army ones story? you can tell. Uh, well, you know this is not a bad one. You know, when they started bringing, you know, uh, during Desert Seal, there's a storm. There used to be a lot of. Uh, People surrendering after the airstrikes. The airstrikes went hard, man. Yeah. They they bombarded those motherfuckers. Yeah. Is that shock and awe, or was that before though? No, nah, this was before shock and awe. This was we're gonna bomb the shit out of you, motherfuckers. That's what it was. Trying to do the timeline, trying to do the math. No, nah, yeah. he was not playing. I mean, they the Air Force did their job and they bombarded the fuck out of Iraq. And these guys were giving up because all the supply lines were cut off. Yeah. So you know, you put a man out there who hasn't heard from his command in two weeks. And he has no resources, no food, no water. They're going to start surrendering. So he has to surrender. they started just throwing all these guys, you know, it was such an influx of people surrendering. The engineers started digging these huge ditches in the ground that were at least 20 feet, about 15 feet deep. And they were just dropping them in there until oh, the, uh, the uh, MPs could come and take them to the rear and get mm. them processed. So as for shits and giggles, um, we had about 15 Iraqis in the, in the pit. Damn. And uh, one night, my, my sergeant's like, hey, man, you want to you wanna fuck around with these guys? I'm like, oh, no. oh man. You know, like, <laughs> oh, no. you know, first thing you say is, yeah. And then you're like, am I going to get in trouble? But it's my sergeant. Like, I'm not going to get in trouble, you know? Right? So uh, he said, put on your mop suit. And that's that big chemical suit that we used to keep, you know? Yeah. So he put on our chemical suits and shit. Then he takes these chem lights. You know what the chem lights yeah, are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You snap them and yeah. you shake them and they glow. Yeah. So we have these thick ass gloves. And we got these glow these, sticks. Uh, we got these glow sticks <laughs> in our hands. We got these big chem suits on. We got these masks on. And then we creep up over the edge of the uh, the pit. Uh huh. And we're holding these chem lights over, looking down at them. It looks like a radioactive stick. Oh no! <laughs> and then we drop it in, and they scatter like it's you know. Looking back, it's a fucked yeah. up thing to do. But, yeah. yeah, but fuck, was it funny? It's a funny story. It's a funny story. It's a funny story. Though. Listen, at the other day, there's nothing funny about war. I like, I, nah, yeah, I, I yeah. gotta throw that disclaimer out there. Let's but I like how he like said, looking back. Yeah, yeah, looking back, it was it was like man, we were out there for a year. And we were just bored as fuck, man. At, you know, you know and, and, at the time, yeah, at the it time, was like, it was like you know, we already. The, the, the and also, it's in your mind that that. That's the enemy also, right? Of course. But you know what? At the end of the day, when 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 they started bringing these guys in, they had lice, they had ticks, their hair was long. Yeah. Some of and them were super hungry. They were dirty. Who knows how they smelly. got pulled into that world Exactly. As well. The culture's totally different. Yeah. And guaranteed, you know, those guys, once they got to the rear, There's they so probably saw things. Told, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, you know, it was a, it was a fucked War up thing a crazy to do, thing, but, man. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. It is. But it's needed. It's needed. But if I'm bored... You might get a glow stick. There. <laughs> <laughs> nah. It's party time. Starts doing the rave dance. <laughs> Fuck, dog. Um, so, what would you think? What would you say would be the like the biggest jam you took away from the army, man? Jam? What do you mean? A gem, like a, gem. Like, oh, knowledge man. wise, knowledge and wisdom. You know what I mean? Um, you need people. People are people are your number one resource. So you cannot win a war without motivating your people, and uh, you can't accomplish nothing without motivating your people. And if you're not a leader, a you're fucked. Yeah, you got to be a solid leader. You have to be Knowing able to, how to bring out the best in your people. Of course, you got to train. You got to indoctrinate. You have to motivate. You have to get these people to understand your cause. You have to make them follow you. They got to believe in you. And by just regurgitating protocol, that yeah. shit don't work. You got to come from the heart at some point. You got to listen. Yeah. And when the shit is a fan, you want to know that that person's got your back because they yeah. cannot freeze up. You know, failure to prepare is for failure, preparing to fail. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If, if if you are not in the mix and you don't have a team and you don't have people that believe in you, 
you ain't going to go nowhere. So I applied that. So once I hit the ground running, got out of the military and started, you know, focusing on these other ventures, I built up a team first. Hell yeah. And then I was able to move on to the next one and the next one and the next one because I had a solid team. Nice. And that's the only way that that would work because I was blessed with people that saw my vision and believed in me. And it just went forward from there. Hell yeah. Well, can you give us a quick, uh, not quick, I don't know why I say quick, but uh, just a kind of rundown of all the businesses you've been involved in, man, like, whether you owned them or ran them, you know, managed them. What was your first, after you got out of the military, what was your first venture? What, what got you going? Yeah, my my first gig when I got out was uh, Taco Bell. Oh, shit. Yeah, I landed at Taco Bell in, in Virginia. Um, and it was good. I only took it immediately because I was broke. <laughs> I'm not trying to say you like tacos. <laughs> I like tacos that much. You're nah, looking for Mexican nah. women, that's why. <laughs> no, nah, to be honest with you, um, at, at, at 13, I was a dishwasher. And then when I joined the army, um, before I joined the army, I worked for my brother at a, at a, uh, Similar Taco Bell concept that was called Taco Maker. Uh, yeah, I know. It sounds cheesy as fuck. Like right? <laughs> you get to make your own. T- I know, man. Taco build your own taco. With you. Taco Bear, Taco Build, whatever. But um, <laughs> nah, my brother was the manager at Taco Maker, and he's like, hey, man, like, I, I need some good employees. Come work for me. I was like, all right. And, you know, I was 16. That, you know, $120 every two weeks for 70 hours of work goes a long way. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grinding. <laughs> so Grinding. when I got out, when I got out of the army, I was like, all right, uh, I know something about, you know, restaurants. So I applied everywhere, man. And the first gig I got was Taco Bell reached out. So I was like, okay. So it was at Potomac Mills in Virginia. And six months in, oh, man, you know, I was I was working Potomac Mills. And I, I implemented the same concepts that I talked about, leadership and structure and values and building your team. And the goal was never to just be a system manager. I wanted to be a general manager. And in the process, I built up a good team. But I had a kid, man, that uh, he was a prep cook, and he wanted to be a cashier so bad because they get paid an extra dollar. And <laughs> the kid had the potential, man. He was a good kid, you know. And um, I remember convincing the general manager, hey, give him a chance, man. Like, you know, it's the holiday season. We're going to need an extra cashier. He liked having female cashiers. I'm like, you know, give this kid a chance. So we give the kid a chance. His name was Melvin. Mm-hmm. And uh, Melvin was rocking it, man. He was killing it all through November. You know, it was busy. And then mid-December, we used to have these drop boxes under the under the register. No. And so the big the big bills, the $100 bills, the $50 bills, you put in there. So if somebody tries to take your register, because this is D.C. in Virginia, right, right, they will right. try to take your register. Yeah, hell yeah. They at least get the petty change. They don't get the big bills. So the Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point, he asked me to unlock the drop box because it was so full and we were so busy I couldn't get to the safe to do the drop so shame oh. on me so I loosened the lid on it and let him <laughs> keep on stuffing money until I could get catch up and pull the cash where well, at the end of the night he was short 400 bucks <laughs> wow I know man I'm like come on Melvin tell me you didn't do this shit he's like no nah, man like honestly it's gotta be somewhere and he looked like he was panicking you know I was like fuck you know so we had to let Melvin go. You know, we had to fire Melvin and I felt bad. I felt bad. I was like, damn, man, I got Melvin fired because I left him. But I did tell my general manager, you know, I was like, hey, man, it's my fault. Like, I left. He's like, look, at the end of the day, they're accountable for the cash. Well, fast forward two days later, I'm closing up. It's about 12 30 in the morning. Mind you, this is in a mall. Mm-hmm. So all the exits through the back entrance of the mall. Um, because once the mall closes, they close up the front entrances. You got to exit through the back doors. Right. And I'm working, I hear the back door pop open 
And I'm like, oh shit, maybe the general magic came back, he forgot something. And I look, and it's three motherfuckers in hoods, dressed in oh, black, no. big ass gun to my face, and shit. I was like, all right. Hey, you know, I ain't gonna die for Taco Bell and shit. Whatever. Yeah. You want a taco, motherfucker? Like, I got you and shit. Extra cheese, I'll make some quesadillas and shit. Fuck, I'll throw it down for you guys. Chalupa in this motherfucker. So, uh, you know, the main dude, you know, jab, jabs a gun in my face, turns, turns me around, puts it to the head, tells me to empty out the safe, empty out the safe for him. Um, Ask me where the drop boxes are at. And right then and there, I was like, ah, oh, this motherfucker is an inside job. Yeah. You know? God damn it. Fucking Melvin. Yeah, man. Yeah. I hope you got a tired today. <laughs> Let me tell you, like, I was about to, a part of me deep down, I was going to be like. You were about to stick up for him. Man. I was going to look at the other two guys and be like, come on, Melvin. But that, I, yeah, I would have yeah. caught that bullet. I would have yeah, caught that yeah. 20 cents, yeah. that 26 cent bullet. Yeah. yeah. Talking for, to right now. for the 200, you know, 560 bucks they were going to get. So I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. So, you know, call Melvin. the cops when they I know it was you, Melvin. Yeah. Like, like I knew, like you, Fredo. He Let had me, his name yeah. tag like on. You broke, <laughs> you broke my heart, You broke my heart, Melvin. <laughs> so when the detectives came up, right, they came in, they did their interviews, and I told them, man, I, you know, did you guys fire any employees recently? I was like, yeah, we fired so-and-so. <laughs> so the next day, the detective shows up. He has a, a picture of Melvin and three other guys, and I identify Melvin. Damn. And he's like, yeah, he was shot dead last night. What? So the story is Melvin plotted the idea with the 400 he stole. He bought a gun. He had his buddies help hold us up and they didn't want to split the money that they took. So they shot him with the same gun he stole. Oh man. He stole the same gun he stole the money to buy. And Melvin was just 18. Sad, dude. It's sad. That's that's Virginia, D.C., tri-state area for you. Were the the detectives all like, how the fuck did you get robbed by a guy named Melvin? (laughs) (laughs) Texas like, you a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Melvin. Wow, that's a, now that's a story. Oh right man, there. it was that's fucked a, up. You know, I took. Um, I, I, I can't took a, make that shit up. That took a minute to to. That's you live to, by the sorry dabbles. Yeah, yeah, man, and and you know we were all sad at work for a little bit, but then I uh, stick up kids. And you gotta, yeah, you gotta go back to making them tacos. Exactly, man. <laughs> shit, I, I left. I went to a Morrison's cafeteria from Morrison's. Um, I came back to Apostle, man. My uh, my wife at the time was pregnant with my beautiful daughter. Who's, Getting married this year, oh, graduating. Right. We saw the oh, Facebook yeah. post. Yeah, yeah. That. God bless her, man. She has not failed me at all. That kid, man. She's. I could talk for hours about that kid. Oh, shit. Um, damn. And we went on. That's the first venture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shit. Talk about. You want me to talk about that? Talk about the El Paso one. Talk about the El Paso. I got back to El Paso. Landed over here. Then in El Paso, um, my first venture was Applebee's, which is why I was so passionate about telling you how to fix that problem. Mm-hmm. They, are, they are good people, man. Like, they, yeah, they, could, yeah. they could get that taken care of. Um, from Applebee's, I went to Cheddar's. From Cheddar's, um, I got into my first liquor store. Uh, from the liquor stores, we went into Fusion, uh, which was the hip-hop tea nightclub. Uh, from Fusion, oh, yeah. I think I took a little bit of a break, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. I think Fusion. Oh, I started still doing, doing Ramp Pass or Nah, nah. I, I was still doing Ramp Pass when we had Fusion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we we um escalated Ramp Pass from two stores to four stores. Mm-hmm. Um and then of course, you know, my hustle was uh was just misguided. I got uh way enamored by the scene of working and hustling and and, and doing the late hours. I forgot to be a husband, so mm. me and my wife are ten years parted ways. We had mm. an amazing daughter. So I got divorced. Um, of course, with that, she kept uh, mostly everything. And shout out to my boy, Joey Paniagua. Because when I got divorced, I went from, you know, 
having basically a really comfortable lifestyle to $35 in the bank account oh, and a man. sofa. Shit got real, real quick. It got real very Hashtag fast. current mood for me. Very fast. <laughs> I, had a, I, had a, I had a sofa in his home with his wife who would look at me every morning like, motherfucker, when are you getting out of yeah, here? Right, like, when do you get your own what shit? What are you doing, man? You know what? I felt, I was humbled. I felt incompetent. Like It's humbling. Yeah, so from there... Um, you know, I put I put my resume out there again. I was gonna get back into you know doing some events, but I still had the Cincinnati Street events, the Bourbon Street on Cincinnati Street that I created. Right. That was a good ten year run, so I had a little money saved up from there to survive a little bit. Um, but then my boy Al Frank Catucci hooked me up with he he opened up um, uh, Fiesta Lanes and Oasis Lanes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. So when I was in the liquor business, I was doing business with him, selling uh, booze to his nightclubs. So when he found out, and I, I, mind you, I'm a very private person. So when all this shit was going on, I stayed very quiet. Yeah. Um, I'm not on Facebook like, I'm on my boy yeah. sofa. Uh, <laughs> Life is so fucked up. I need 30 likes. <laughs> start, start a GoFundMe and shit, dog. Yeah, like I need a GoFundMe to get gas and a taco and shit. Let's <laughs> talk about when you need them. <laughs> nah, man. So uh, he reached out to me because he heard about what was going on. He's like, hey, man, like I got a... Uh, I got um, these bowling alleys. I'm about to step down. I need somebody that could run them. Mm. So I was like, I don't know shit about bowling, but I knew about food and beverage. So you know, I went down there, interviewed with the partners. He was a he was an owner, and he mm. had four partners. Interviewed with the partners, and my goal was to be his position was a director of operations. He ran both bowling alleys, general manager. Yeah, but they were like. Um, you know, uh, to be honest with you, like, we really don't know you that well. And, you know, you're Puerto Rican. Yeah, you're Puerto Rican. You know, Melvin and shit. Melvin, you, know, you over and shit, you bitch. You, 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 you let Melvin fuck you over. <laughs> you let a motherfucker named Melvin fuck with you. You a bitch. Yes. You a bitch. <laughs> nah, so they were like, uh, they were like, nah, man, like, we really, we really can't uh, get you the position Al Frank has, but we'll give you an opportunity. So, they put me on board for like pennies on the dollar, but it was way better than $35 in the sofa I was on. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, in one year, um, I was able to make those units both. Well, I was able to make Fiesta very profitable. And uh, shout out to Agent Romo because he was uh, the guy that gave me the opportunity to, to get in after Al Frank plugged me in. Nice. So on my one year anniversary, he called me into his office and uh, kind of told me the future plans and was very happy with the growth they had. And he... Gave me a check for the difference of what I should have been making, and that alone right there told me that this is an honorable guy. You know, these are these are the people that hold their word. He didn't have to do that. I guaranteed. You know, I signed up to, you know, work at the the amount of money they were paying me, but he yeah. gave me that, and we're talking a nice fat check nice. Right. that uh, he didn't have to do, and they did, and that was very nice. So that got me back on my feet again. I ended up staying with the company for six years. I did. Uh, I I branched over, became the vice president of operations. I ran both locations. Um, we had that successful Wednesday night on the east side mm -hmm. that kind of, I oh, think, yeah. I think set the east side off yeah. because I don't think there was any other spots getting you 900 people Johnny on a Cage Wednesday night. Or who yeah, was Johnny, Johnny Cage, Cage, Julian V, Joseph mm. G. We got right. shout out to all those cats, man. That whole parking lot was full. Yeah, yeah. We, you know we had that parking lot and the other where, parking where, lot. Where, where Cabo Joe's was. Yeah. And yeah. That was uh, yeah. Dirty yeah. Sanchez. Exactly. Like, yeah. 
Dirty Sanchez is popping off now, but your parking lot from yeah. the bowling alley yeah, yeah. used to we were taking that whole parking lot. Like yeah. that whole I, parking I, lot. I had a parking lot over there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, we were sitting that parking at Smokies and shit. We were setting that ladies' night off, you know, and and True. and that was a good two two and a half year run. Then we had a teen night, and that was jamming also. Like anything that could generate money in square footage, the way I always saw it is if you got square footage and you ain't generating revenue, you're doing yeah. it wrong. You got to figure out something that stays within the concept. Yeah. We're an entertainment district. So let's get some bodies in there. And it worked. Owners were happy. Everybody was making money. But um, six years in, I think I just kind of exhausted my means. I felt a little tired already. I want to do something else. Change it up. Uh, and uh, John Jeske approached me to go to Cabo Joe's. So um, he was opening up the new one on Yarbrough because mm. <clears throat> he was closing down the one on Sioux Street and just uh, putting a bigger concept on Yarbrough Street. Mm-hmm. So I jumped into that. I did that for three years. And then uh, three years later, it was just time to Part ways, I had a great opportunity to pick Three up years. Dewey's. Right. Yeah, to get into Dewey's. So, um, shout out to uh, Luis Gutierrez because he's the one that uh, sold me his okay. shares onto Dewey, so I could get on. So board. that was already established before you came. Over. No, no. When I left, yeah, Dewey's was already open for a year. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. But it was my neighborhood bar. I, I okay. lived three miles up the street from there, oh, so I'd stop in there. Central shit? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's when I started noticing such. I always knew coconuts. Shout out to Noah. You know, right. he, he had a good thing going yeah, at coconuts. And um, Dewey's, when it opened up, it wasn't really doing, it wasn't doing Dewey's. It wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> it wasn't doing nothing. It was all right, but it wasn't doing the numbers it should be doing. Pun um, intended. Yeah, big pun intended. Big pun intended. Um, and here it is two years later, man. We popping, man. Like, Dewey's is the spot right now. It's doing good and centrist. That's central life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bar, guy. It's a bar. Yeah, yeah. Not a nightclub. It's not a nightclub. It's a bar. Beep, 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 beep. I, I would say Dewey's. Dewey's did a big transformation. You know what I mean? Because when they opened, what what got my attention? You know, I like my craft beers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that was the draw. Everybody's like, yo, they got like a bunch of crazy beers on draft. So I'd go check it out, and I liked it. When when it switched over. In the beginning, that was the only thing that I didn't like about it, but I like the transformation of what it is now because you got to have a bigger vision. You know Definitely. what I'm saying? And and there's 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 certain spots that can do that and have that niche. You know what I mean? But I think you came in with a vision of you know what I mean like hey this that area that whole five points area is popping. You know right. what I'm saying? It's 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 it, it's blossomed. You know what right. I'm saying? But for it to have that little niche that it had before, it just wasn't doing it. The crowd right. wasn't going there. It, maybe it wasn't marketed right, but you kind of came in, changed it up, did it, had a different vision, right. and and that's what kind of separates you from what other people are doing in the no, city. You know what I mean? Central has always been a solid spot. Pershing Inn's been around forever, and they catered to the older crowd. And you know, they, they've done it. They had a great run, and, and they're still going. They have no new ownership, and still trying to figure themselves out on what transition to take. But you know, you got Five Points Bistro, which is you know the spot with the outside stage. Um, a Sunday biker yeah, spot, so that's like for an older crowd. You got Albert at Aviators, who's you know had much success on Dyer yeah, Street. Aviators is dope, and yeah, Aviators I like is Central solid. Cool. You got Love Buzz, um, oh, and then yeah. you got Nick at the District, which is pretty much the only sports bar I think in the area. And right. he's doing really right. great over Some there. Really good food. I there mean, well. PI still there. Then yeah. uh, not that I want to pat myself on the back, but yeah. back when I was living in the Ninja Hideout, uh-huh. this is up on uh, Piedras and Copper. The Ninja Hideout. Yeah, that's, what, that's like the nickname, mm-hmm. right? This is like before a lot of this stuff was popping off. I posted on Facebook, you know, somebody needs to start opening bars up on down piedras and around this area right here. 
So I'm not saying they did it because of me, but somebody listen. I think somebody <laughs> listened to you and they did it. You know, somebody saw that Facebook. They book. got it right. They got it right on Central. A couple years later, all of a sudden, boom, 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 and it's popping. And I mean, even up the street, you got living room. You know, what yeah, I mean? living like, room just uh, open up. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. I spot. like it. it's a really it's chill, chill spot. Um, I think there's a couple of other concepts. You got Kiki's across the street, which is a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, there's another spot. That. Uh, Lucky Boy. I hadn't heard that. Lucky one. Boy is a more of a cafe. Oh, yeah, up the street. Yeah. What's the spot that's on the corner? The other side, you got coconuts, and then there's another thing on the that on pizza the joint. Pizza joint, yeah. One and eighth or oh, one eighth. One eighth. Shout out to George for one eighth. And they're one still eighth. they're still operating. I, I mean, I oh, yeah, man. Across good. the street, there's like a tattoo joint. It's not a yeah, bar, the tattoo but joint. Because their business. And then there's you know? Salt and Honey, which is a, a which upscale is little eatery. Like yeah, well. I heard about that. Yeah, that's, that, that's that, a nice spot. If you yeah. got if you got forty dollars, you want to spend ahead, you go I Salt and Honey. The owner on my Facebook actually stuff. It's kind of on my list to be on the podcast. So if you're listening, yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's a good spot. Don't get me wrong. And then what's about the Joe John and Joe Vinny Joe Bronson? That. Their food oh, yeah. is amazing. They That's got, right next and, to but it's more of a bohemian cafe, so it's where you want to sit barefoot and uh, oh, play with like your that. laptop and they got expose some your craft, armpits. Though. They got you some know? craft. Yeah. It's a it's That's a hipster spot. Yeah, it's a hipster spot. And I say that with love because <laughs> you're a hipster. I'm a borderline like hipster. A hipster. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a hipster. Not not in that like uh, as far as the physical sense, the physical description of that. But that's I, I'd rather chill in that world than the this barbaric world. They saw their nightlife. They saw their barbaric. They saw their rap world. Yeah. <laughs> Rappers trying to fight me all the time. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, kind of, kind of going back to a point um, Rico had mentioned. I mean, just touching on it right now, oh, just yeah. to, to interject and piggyback off what you said when you mentioned with um, how they took care of you at uh, at, at Fiesta Lanes yeah. and Frankie's and all that. I want to kind of give you props on that too, because I mean. You're a type of dude, man. You've always shown love, and like I said, you open the doors for us. And and I, we can even talk about like the shows and stuff that we mm-hmm. did at Frankie's because oh, yeah. I knew Rico was there. You know what I'm saying? He was the GM. He was doing his thing, and he was always like, "Yo, come work with me, man. What you got going on? You know, like let's work together." And he was like the dude, like trying to pull us in, like let's let's keep working. And he's always been a genuine dude. Like like you were saying about this guy. I feel the same way about you Thank on you. what you did for Appreciate us that. because, you know, straight up. And like you said, you know, you were coming from $35 in your account, sleeping on a couch. And, you know, I would say, too, you came correct. You've always came correct. And you broke bread with people. And, and I mean, I think you you see it, you live it. And props to you for doing that because same thing. We did the 420 Fest and we did some yeah. little showcases. Word, word, word. And, and, and Rico been so much bigger, but. was one of the guys that was like, if he said he was going to do something, he over-delivered even. Because, yeah. so, you know what, let's say we we agreed on, hey, here's what I'm going to give you. Regular promise, over-delivered. Right. And, and then <laughs> at the end of the night, boom, here's what I'm going to give you. Break bread. And yeah. I'm like, damn. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, this dude's yeah, like yeah. actually came through and he's taking care of us. It's a little rare sometimes and, and, in that nightlife. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I said like props to you, bro. And that's what I'm saying. You've been consistent with what you do from day one. Opening the doors for us, showing us something different, a different side of it. And business-wise, props and respect because again, it was like to me, I'm like, well, man, I'm you know, I'm I'm expecting a certain amount, and I already got the budget figured out. But I'm like, man, when you break bread with me, guess what I'm doing? I'm breaking bread with my people. So I'm like, hey, homie, here's an extra bill for you, a bill for you, a bill for you, bill for you, because my boy took care of me. He gave me. We're passing down that where we're keeping it on on a relationship like that. But again, you mentioned it, it touched a spot for me. Because, yeah, exactly. And that's why I was like, you know what? Rico's always been that dude. Because, I mean, there's a lot of good people. El Paso right. has a lot of good people. And when you know the, the, the people and you work with them, 
there's good people out there. But again, I would I would put you in a category of your own where it's like you did a little extra for people. And I appreciate and, and, that. And, it, and it, it does pay forward. And that's where the props and respects come in because you're going to continue to be successful at no matter what you do because you got good ethics. You know what I'm saying? So props to you on that. Man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Rick goes all, you guys can invite me anytime. It's going to be like this. <laughs> My ego tank is full right now, ladies and gentlemen. I need to run some laps. You got to check out these walls with his heads blown up. <laughs> No, my dad always taught me. He made he used to tell me this one thing. He said, you know, if you have a you have a best friend and he, you guys are tight, he knows your budget, he knows how much money you got, you know when you eat, he knows where you live, and he knows you only have one dollar, and he asks you for a dollar, and he knows that's your only dollar, and you still loan it to him. If he gives you fifty cents back right down the spot, that's your dog. If he takes your whole dollar and disappears, it doesn't come back to like three months later to pay you back. That motherfucker had you starving. I mean, that's that's somebody he's your friend, but you gotta look out for him. Right, right. True, 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 true. true. true don't don't you that's a guy you cannot let know you have right. a dollar. You gotta yeah. let hey, all I got is 50 cents, dog. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a long memory, man. I remember all that shit. So that you know translates. You know, you know translates. what's weird as far as Dewey's goes, uh when we we did that hip hop night right. um a while back, me and Rick. Uh, yeah, it was basically me yeah, that was for our two-year anniversary. That's where, I don't know which one it was. I don't. I didn't even know it was a two-year anniversary, yeah. but when I was involved, remember? I didn't know even Rico was the owner. Oh, till later. Remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. showed up with Rick, and uh, of course, Mark was spinning. I had invited Fame to spin, and then Rico was walking around. I was like, what are you, <laughs> what's up, dog? <laughs> like, looks like he worked there. He's like, he's like, no, I'm the owner. I'm one of the owners or whatever. Like, you know, that, that was, I thought that was true. That's how I got put on to like, that fact that he's... Was the owner of that spot? You yeah. still end up taking yeah. over. That it was just like a funny. Yeah, story. I didn't. I didn't know either because I mean, you know, I knew you were at Frankie's, and then you yeah, Rico, you didn't at, tell us. Uh, You're supposed to keep us posted. I, I know, yeah. but see, he's a low key guy too. Yeah. Remember, you know what I mean? So he, you know, I knew he was at Cabo, and that was kind of last thing. But like you said, they closed That's the Cabo the on the west side, right. and then Yarbrough was still popping, and then right. the uh, well, they closed the one on the east side right. too, but. You know, I kind of lost track and where you were at. And well, kind of, honestly, we kind of jumped off of the whole shows and promotions type tip. You know what I mean? Right. He, he'd been doing the podcast for a while. And me, I was, you know, just kind of involved in my work stuff. So I just really didn't have time, man. We kind of both fell back from it for a little bit. So kind of getting out of the scene, you know, we like to go out and hang out every now and then. But that's why, like, we ran into you. And then I was like, oh, this is your spot. Like, cool, man. You know, yeah, and, it was basically Rick, you know, I guess he was talking with Mark, and he, right. he Rick always includes me, and then that's when I, Rick was there, I was like, is that Rico? Yeah, <laughs> but I'll be honest, there was no better feeling than running into you, and then knowing that you and Jesus have still got your shit going. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm, different ways. I'm a loyal cat, so yeah. when I see cats that been through the struggle together, and they build, and they're still boys, and they're still so building. They've for yeah. 20 years. You know, that, that, that's, uh, that's some and, notebook and, type and shit. Kind of even, <laughs> hey, and I'll even say this to throw that one back at you, man. Like, when we did the KRS-One show, you showed up with Jazz, man. Of course, man. That's you know what I'm saying? Man, and I was like, know. damn, dude, I... I hadn't seen Jazz. In I don't know Jazz. Years, Who's Jazz? Man, that's that's his. Is he, does his he live here too. though? Yeah, yeah, you know Jazz still like, lives here. He still lives here. Yeah, and and that, like y'all go back, back, man. Yeah, and that's why back. I said when you brought him out, I was like, man, you know what I mean. But yo, props again with, with Rico, man. You know, showing up like when we did a little pop up at Crooks the first mm -hmm. time, and he showed up, and I'm he like, man, early. he's like trying to buy some sweaters and stuff, and we didn't even we weren't even really holding a whole lot of stock, but he's like, let me get something, you know what I mean? Let me let me support y'all, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, always, and, always and then like he that. was like, yo, come through, bring bring this and that, I got you, you know, and 
And, and, that's, and that's respect, man. You know what I'm saying? That's respect. Well, let me ask you this, Rico, man. Uh, again, a lot of this is for the listeners also, too. Okay. We want to obviously chronicle the stories, but also give some sort of value to listeners that they can take away some sort of knowledge and stuff. We talked about the Army, gems. You know, you mentioned uh, kind of you not being the greatest husband, in a sense. Mm-hmm. What kind of gem did you take away from that? Oh, man, you know, uh, that goes deep because, you know, if and, you I know, could, of course, as much as you can share. No, of course, if, if I could go back, you know, there's people that you're compatible with and just because you have a child with them, mm-hmm. um, that doesn't mean it's going to last forever. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. uh, me and, and uh, Kenna's mother, we, we had a great relationship, but my focus was business. Yeah. And I lost, I did not incorporate both. And then fast forward a couple years later, I get into another relationship and I'm a long-term relationship dude. Um, I was overwhelmed. So yeah. now I knew what I made, what I did wrong in my previous relationship, but now I didn't know how to fix. Apply it or. Oh man, it was just, I, I just, I was just stumbling and I still stumble to this day. Yeah, we're all human. Yeah, yeah. So I think at the end of the day, the best and only thing you can do is just be yourself. You yeah. know, be yourself. Don't try and change yourself from nobody. Don't let no one change you. And eventually you'll meet that person that embraces you and you yeah. grow together. And that's just the way it should work. Yeah, you know, you hear everybody talk about compromise and this and that and blah, blah. But at the end of the day, man, you got to be yourself. It's different in every situation. It is different in every situation. You got an awesome daughter out of it, too. Thank you. Yeah, man. She has been amazing. That kid has just left me speechless. She is How old is she now? 21. Oh, just turned 21, huh? Yeah, just turned 21. Her uh, fiance is... Good cat, you know, they've been together for three years. Is that him, I'm assuming, in the picture? Yeah, it better be him in the pictures, <laughs> goddammit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, still like trying to get some last minute questions, and I see you and, and uh, obviously her yeah, fiance yeah, yeah. kissing her on the cheek, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's her. Uh, they came into town this week for spring break, and we're, oh, okay, okay. we're doing some wedding planning now. So oh, yeah. he's, he's a very good kid. You so know, they want to get married here? Yeah, they want to get married here. No, they're going to San Marco. They graduate next month. They want to get married here? Yeah, they want to get married here, which is nice. dad. And mom. D- damn right, he better. Or, you know. <laughs> Save you some money to travel. <laughs> yeah, shit. I don't know if I'm going to flip that bill yet. We're going to find out. <laughs> it's 2019. Y'all better go spend some money at Dewey's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever happened to the... I know you were involved in a... It seemed like... I don't know what your involvement was. It seemed like, obviously, you're one of the main dudes, but... Uh, Weren't you involved in some boxing shit? Yeah, I uh, created a company called Fight Incorporated. So that was your shit. All right. That was mine. Oh, yeah. um, I'm, I, uh, I'm a boxing fan and just a combat You know, I, I, I created that because, um, one, I'm, I'm a big boxing fan. I always love boxing. And um, there was an era a couple of years back in El Paso where everybody was a promoter, oh, but shit. they were putting on some shit shows, man. I want to say, and no disrespect to any of the promoters that were in the game. You know, <laughs> I, I know them all, but the, the production value is just whack. Yeah. And these guys, these fighters, they're training, and they're in that ring, and they're sweating, and they're taking punches, and they're they're, they're yeah, you gotta just do it to right. just to get a shit announcement and no recognition. Yeah. Like it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to create a different platform where um, the fighters not just got a good show. I mean, the people didn't just get a good show, but yeah. the fighters got the props they deserve. So they yeah. got. The graphics that go with it, they got the, the 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 visuals that go with it, they got the exposure, the marketing, the presentation, exactly. Yeah. And uh, Fight Inc was very successful, but a lot of snake in the games, man. Uh-huh. Boxing, everybody told me boxing's crooked, and I didn't believe it. And boxing is very crooked, <laughs> you know. And and I'll go on the record on this one, all the way from the you know the uh, 
went to the licensing division, yeah. the, uh, TDLR, of it, yeah. uh, TDLR in, in, uh, in Austin. They were the first crooked motherfuckers. And I, man, What's it called again? TDLR, Texas Licensing Division. Oh, okay, uh, okay. The regulations. They, man, I, I left so disappointed. Yeah. And uh, But we did accomplish um, Jennifer Hahn, which is the El Paso's mm. first world champion, the Shouts. only world champion in El Paso. Shouts. Yeah, yeah you know, you, st- you still have your champions. You know, you still have uh, Rodriguez, David Rodriguez, but mm, he wasn't yeah. a world champion. Mm. And Jennifer Hahn is El Paso's only world champion, and we were able to put that together. That was an $80,000 event. I was left in the negative. Sheesh. But with the hopes of recuperating that loss, now that she's the world champion, of doing other fights. Yeah. And uh, I got, I got, I got, I got fucked. No lube, no kiss, no, not by Jennifer, not by Jennifer. Though. No, no, Jennifer I, yeah, I understand. Jennifer's a sweetheart, but everybody I brought in to, yeah. to help me make this happen, besides uh, my people over there, uh, Isidro Castillo, solid cat. Man, that guy runs operations out there in Hobbs. He does amazing shows. Man, love that dude. And uh, um, Xavier and Roman from uh, Fresh on Mondays. They were the, the guys that believed in me, you know, and think about it. Like I just sat down one day, we were drinking. I was like, Hey man, I want to do some fights. <laughs> and they're like, okay. They're like, but I want to do like big fights. Some fights like, fight. Okay. And I want you guys to help me. Okay. And <laughs> less than a year, we had the world championship fight at the Don Haskins That's and we had it. Opasso's first world champion. And you know, I'm very proud of that. Hell yeah. Um, but after that, you know, the money is made after you have the world champion. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I got screwed. I got there. Yeah. Deeply screwed. Yep. But I'm not a bitter person. I don't go to social media. I don't like, oh, fuck oh, this person, fuck man. that. No, don't you know, you got to stay classy. You got to stay yeah. classy. You got to let that ride and move on to the next. Um, the people that know me know my involvement. They know where my heart was at. No and that's all I need. You know, I, I don't no need to. Uh, but, no. you know, I'll be honest. You know, I'll be quick to say, you know, fuck you and fuck you. <laughs> you know, because they did prosper. They prospered off of my hard work. I planted the seeds. I watered it. Damn. And they just sat there and picked the fruit. And that's kind of fucked up. You don't do that. So karma is a motherfucker. I do believe in karma. Karma has bit me in the ass a couple of times, though I'm not a shiesty individual. I have made some mistakes. Bad decisions and shit. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, karma's going to bite them in the ass one day, too. I hope so, man. Whoever he's talking about. Yeah, Yeah. fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you get a flat tire. I was about to say more more dark joke, but see that's why that's why I was telling Rico I was like just edit that shit like, out. It's, it's pre-recorded. <laughs> yeah, true. But why that's not? pre-recorded. Yeah, but it's like more work for me. <laughs> I gotta listen to the whole episode. Like, how much crazy shit did I say on this one? All right, man. Shit. Well, shit. We're pretty good on time, man. Uh, any other stories that you? I know you may, maybe had some in mind. Doesn't have to do with anything that we're talking about. No, no. You gotta give me a topic, man, because so much. Yeah, shit street went fight down. story. Street fight. Um. Pick a town, man. Shit, here. Uh, <laughs> so if Jazz was, he could back all these things up. Man. See, I'm not, I'm not a fighter, dude. Like I'm a lover. Yeah, I, I like. Gotta, I'm a peaceful we gotta guy. Defend ourselves, you know. But uh, oh, matter of fact, my boy Duff McDuffie one time he was uh he was leaving, and uh, he was we were at uh we were at Volare. Oh shit! And he's gonna McDuffie's going back to Georgia, and it's the whole click, man. Like we're like six, seven deep, having a good time, and it's a tight knit group of six or seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we always had, we never fought each other's battles. There's no fighting anybody's battles, you know. Hell no, hell no. Um, but we're a peaceful group, man. Like you know, we're just hanging, and I'm over there standing with my drink, and some dude just bumps into me, and it's not like one yeah, of those accidental bumps. It's like eat a dick, bitch, bumps, you Shoulder know. Shit, yeah. And uh, I look at him, and he turns around, and he's like, "What, bitch?" And I was Damn. like, "Damn." All right, well, 
Here we go. Eat my glass, you know? So I, 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 had, to, I had to let him eat that glass. And uh, <laughs> went down to the ground and shit. And I could not take this dude, man. The floor was all sticky. My jacket was sticking ah. to the dance floor and shit. And <laughs> I thought I was going to get handled. But uh, he eventually had a couple of friends. And that's when the crew comes in. Yeah. You know, it was like telekinetics. They all sensed something was going Some on. telepathic shit. And, you know, it was, and it was never to... Fighting has become so dirty now, and we're yeah. talking yeah. 15 years ago when you know you're in the clubs and you're young like that. But now the shit I see where they're gouging eyes and they're they're stabbing and kicking motherfuckers in the head when they're down. Like who does that, yeah, dude? I can't it ain't do that, that fucking serious. It's the kids are already world. down, you know. Yeah. I, I don't get that. I, it's you jumping cannot, first too now. Ah, uh, dude, you know, like the, the guy won't throw the first blow unless he has his four friends behind him. Like, yeah. come on, man, you a bitch. Like, just man up, take the blow. Before, if you jump somebody when it wasn't needed. That was shame. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. People, the people knew it was like, ah, oh, you didn't exactly. win that shit. Now yep. they celebrate it. No, nah, now it's stupid. We got that guy. Yeah, it, it was is, 10 of you. It is <laughs> retarded, dude. It is retarded. All the posturing, too. Yeah, like, posturing. Like, two grown men will talk more shit to each other than two ladies <laughs> that are fighting over a guy, you know? And it's like, dude. <laughs> and then afterwards, they still go back and forth on yeah, Facebook, too. Like, come like, on, dude. The, what happened to our generation, man? This has gone downhill. Like, that's we got to get back to the basics. Get back to the basics. You have a disagreement. Take it outside. Two grown men going at it. Shake hands when you're done. And, you know, Hell mad yeah. respect and props because that man will fight, might might help you in the next battle. Yeah, but all yeah. this animosity shit, that shit's whack, dude. I agree. I agree. All right. So can you give me a huge favor to do? Yeah. Can you pull up my page? We're going to go into listener questions. I forgot we had those. Oh, I'm glad I have my notes. We'll, we'll cap it off On with your, that. Uh, Instagram or Facebook? Uh, my Facebook, please. Okay. And then... um. Yeah, we'll cap it off with that. And we don't we don't have too many, which is good at this point. I actually have to kind of pee. <laughs> Let's see if I can hold it. <laughs> you got what? T minus five minutes. Two for what? For uh, peeing? Before, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm yeah. gonna go live on you for a couple of minutes and shit. This is the last couple of minutes. You, uh, yeah. you don't mind that deep? Yeah, it's the last. Uh, it's like what three questions on there? Okay. I feel like I should pee though. You wanna you wanna pause real quick? Yeah. But okay, so all Jesus right, is back. Right. We, we, we I'm back. Just edit all that stuff. Yeah, so I'll check it out. All right, bet. Yeah, we were talking about you. <laughs> talking shit about So, we're live over here. So, we're going to listener questions. We're going live. Hell yeah. And uh, so, questions. Got a few. So, this one, I guess, is for Rico. They, they say, people are going to want to know where you get them short shorts, bro. <laughs> 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 what the hell's that all about? I don't, I don't even know what them short shorts. Oh, I saw a picture. Like, my short oh, shorts, shit, like, oh, damn. <laughs> as long as they're not Daisy Duke. <laughs> well, so they're oh, called. <laughs> don't trip off the name. They're called Ranger Panties. Oh shit! <laughs> but that's a real name. That's a legit name. Wow. That's what. That's that already what, is the. <laughs> they're, they're, they're tactical running shorts. You put the the word panties on there. <laughs> give them uh, here. Take this water, bro. Give him give him yeah. a little extra back. Yeah, put two. Yeah, two, two, two containers on that mug. Yeah, and you can scoot back. I, I got room right over here. Yeah, there we go. Somebody asked about my my short shorts. Yeah, man, they're, they're asking about your <laughs> Who short said it? shorts. They'll give the name, please. Uh, give the name. Yeah, the person that I think <laughs> that's his home. Ricardo Crespo. Goddamn Crespo, man. Crespo. So I, Crespo, yeah. Crespo look, I, I love here. to run. I love to be fit. I love to be active. And I wear shorts. Like I'm not man. I'm, I'm secure in my manhood. So I wear my short shorts. You know what I'm saying? And 80 shorts. He wears short Yo, shorts. Yo, I just I, just, I, I ran the I ran the Impossible Marathon last month. I had a beer every mile in those short shorts. Oh, I heard about that. Damn the fuck right. So my short shorts be rocking, son. Y'all can't be saying nothing about my short shorts. Yo, we got to customize some Il Paso shorts. 
short shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of my way. You know I'm wearing them. Speed I'm walking shorts. Speed walking. <laughs> Hey, get, talk about the fucking uh, the, that marathon real quick. Just it was fun, bit. man. Yeah. It was what fun. Was that? What know? made you want to do that shit though? And what the fuck's the story behind the Michelob Ultra lights every fucking mile over here? So I ran the thing for ten years. I used to do the full, um, and then uh, this year I, it's just kind of boring, you know, because your your brain just kind of wanders there. and you just kind of get bored. So um, I need to get back to Dewey's. <laughs> you know, so uh, what happened was I had my homeboy. And we're, we're sitting at Dewey's like a week before the run. And uh, another ca- another rep from LNF, he's like, uh, hey, you not going to do the run this year? And I was like, eh, I don't know, man. It's kind of late. It's 100 bucks to register. They mm. got kind of boring. He's like, well, you're a loyal, you're a loyal customer, man. Like, it's free. We'll pay it. Damn. I was like, fuck yeah. So then my other boy's like, <laughs> so you're going to run it? I haven't even trained. Oh, so I was shit. like, you know what? Let me do, let's do something different. Let's do something fun. If they're paying for it, how about I chug an ultra every mile? Damn, and let's have some nuts, fun with man. it and shit. So he's like, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I'll, I'll put in my backpack, I'll follow you on a bike, and every mile you chug one. So damn. I figured I was good with mile six. I said, fuck it, that's as far as I'm going to get. Fuck, man, by mile six, I'm lit having a blast. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, man. You know, I, I only added like 10 minutes, 10 to 12 minutes to my regular time because that's uh, every time I stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, chug the, the beer. Chug so it was yeah, fun, yeah, man. Yeah, we had yeah, a good yeah. time. Hell yeah, dog. Yeah, so on that note, uh, Victoria Ashley Popson says you got him from her closet. Oh, shit. Who's that? She she used to work for us. (laughs) I'm not going to get into detail because we have to let her go. Oh, Popson. I I got a bodysuit from her her closet, too, and and a cat suit. <laughs> nah, she uh, she was uh, one of the valued employees over that Mustang size, and we're running it. Oh, cool. And then we brought the Dewey's great employee, man. She's badass. She's just like one of the dudes with the jokes, man. She could roll with them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So second question here was, um, homie Max Bailey. Shout out to Max Bailey, my brother, out in Denver, Colorado. Uh, says, what was the last out of town show that y'all went to? So I guess he's all just kind of asking all of us, right? What up, Max? Oh, I'll start. I'll go first only because I'll make it quick because it was with Max. I was out but there watching. But yours was epic, man. You got it. Yours is the best. Yeah, but I've already us. talked about it. We did a whole oh, yeah, recap yeah. Okay, episode yeah, of the yeah, whole yeah. shit. Okay. Uh, you know, we got the guest of honor here. So yeah. my thing was, uh, you know, it's Nas, Black Star, Brother Ali, and Royce the Five Nine on the same show out in Red Rocks. That's in Denver. Max was with me. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's mine, but I'll, I'll pass it. <laughs> it's what, like, what is yours, that's, like, that's like an artist that, like, how do you go on after that shit? Like, you just shut the yeah. show down right yeah, you now. Want like, the, you want the full recap? Listen to episode, <laughs> yeah, I don't damn. know what, episode 86 yeah, or something. hard, man. I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, do you know what you went to last? Uh, Coachella. It was Coachella. Okay. Um, had a blast, man. <laughs> okay, he, might, he, he might be able to compete with you, man. I don't know. <laughs> nah, man, I was, I was wasted the whole time, so I don't remember most of the show, but... I do remember passing out and waking up being surrounded by about 150,000 people. Oh, sure. And not one stepped on you. You know, it was like, none but love. They're like, when you wake up, and they didn't trouble you either. Yeah, man, it was, it was good. It was good. recording is <laughs> Yeah, Coachella. Who's your favorite there? Um, you know, I really enjoyed Jay-Z and Beyonce. Oh, I thought one. Okay. Yeah, they busted out. And um, gosh, uh, this may sound corny, but uh, Vampire Weekend was actually pretty good. I've heard of them. Is that like a rock band? It's like alternative rock. Okay, okay. It was I. Right. They play a mandolated <laughs> shit. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm down, I'm down, I'm down. It was I. Right. Wow. Oh, and uh, uh, Steve Aoki. 
That motherfucker you know, was jamming. He was just at one on one. He was at one on one like the weekend before. Mm. So we were backstage kicking with him, and then we saw him at Coachella, Damn. and then he like tried to get us up on the stage too. But it was just too many people. Yeah, yeah. it's just too, too much. crazy. Yeah, I wish I could say that. Uh, only thing I could try to be cool. I could have said I went to Metallica, but you know, like I, I, that didn't happen. Damn. Yeah, I, I wish I could have went to Metallica. What's <laughs> all out of town, motherfucker? <laughs> oh, out of town. That's right. He did say out of town because you remember I mean, the last time you went out of town for a show? Um, Some zany shit. I'm sure. I, yeah, it's probably Albuquerque. Something out in Albuquerque. Uh, I mean, because I mean, shouts sh- to Zany. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shouts to Thomas, everybody out there holding it down still. Um, I mean, because, shit, I, my memory, the only shows that I've been to is the ones that we've been doing here locally, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out-of-town stuff, I mean, yeah, probably had to have been something that um, Thomas did out there. Might have been Atmosphere, the last thing I saw out there. You know <laughs> it's been I mean? a while. But, yeah, it's been a minute, man. I mean, I haven't went into anything major, you know, so. You get out more. <laughs> I know, I do. I need to. He's a hard worker. Hell Ladies, yeah. if you're looking for a hard worker, that's <laughs> always working. It's not going to pay attention to you. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm in line. I'm in line with that one. <laughs> for real. Shit. No, so the last question. I'll pay attention to you, but I won't be on the couch all day. Right? Hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Eddie Groove Acosta. Oh, yeah. I like that one. He asked, first of all, if Rico remembers him. Eddie Groove. He's a teacher. Paul. Now he's groove, like us, bald like us. Was he a rapper? He used to he rap a long he, time he, he ago, to, but he's a hip hop head. Yeah, he 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 produces. He makes. He makes, beats still and, makes beats. He's a he's a coach and a teacher now. I think I remember that guy. But, but look, watch, go into detail. Um, oh, there's a couple of well, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So that's, his his question. So he just wanted to see first of all if you remembered him. So. That was his That's first a no part. group. Is he right? kind of, does he have like a goatee kind yeah, of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tall, yeah, right? Yeah, tall. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So and, and it'll refresh changes. your memory because he's uh, pretty stuff. dope. So he asked, secondly, who y'all got on the final four? So. Shit, I don't follow shit, shit but I always I, root I, for Duke. I, know, I don't even know what a final four is, man. I always root for Duke, but I don't know what the fuck's going on. Is that the Bachelor? I don't know what the <laughs> final four is. Smart man. I know Groove's big into the basketball, man. I love basketball, but honestly. I always root for Duke. I mean, Duke. Shouts to Christian Leighton. Duke's always good. North Carolina, but they, man. But North know. Carolina's been beating their ass. Yeah. I mean, the last thing I remember watching basketball when that kid like blew out his Nike, man. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, man. Zion. Zion. Yeah. Zion. Yo, that was I don't like, watch, but I, I read the news. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was just, that was bad. Like a Nike, come on. It's worse I mean, than Applebee's, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For real. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, that kid is a beast, man. Like, that dude, I, I watch him. They got swept, <laughs> You know though. what I'm saying? They got swept. By North Carolina now? Yeah. Yeah, North Carolina's owning them right now, man. But um, Mike you know, Shevsky. Shouts to fucking Hurley. Still Christian doing this Layton, shit, man. Grant Hill. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I still, uh, I mean, I hadn't been keeping up with it, but when I see highlights, that's what I'm watching. Yeah, and I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Duke looks like the real deal with, with that kid. You know what I mean? Like, come down to those top but three teams. North Carolina, you know what I'm saying? Always got a solid team, you know? Duke, Duke's got like a couple players, but anyway, that's a tough one. So then he also asked... Uh, what can he do for extra pump in the biceps? Stop <laughs> masturbating. Uh, what do you mean? I thought that was my, a forearm. My, my biceps is not complaining. <laughs> I thought you were like Popeye and shit over here. <laughs> nah, I, you know, I, 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 I work out, but I don't work out. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. So I do, uh, I do fitness lean. training, yeah. but mm. I don't do bodybuilding. Yeah. So, I, you know, that's a, that's a question for my, my boy Omar, my, my bartender over there. He's, 
all about that Hit bodybuilding shit. The yeah. yoked kid behind the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got yeah. a couple dudes, man. They look kind of swole, man. No, nah, man, we tried. That's, that's what we're going to hook you up Tito with, man. Tito been checking them out. The, yeah, the El Paso <laughs> kids, they, they, we're going to get some um, tank tops, man. No, definitely, so, dude. since it's warming up, I was like, look, look, a lot of bartenders have been asking me, hey, can you guys do tank tops? So I already got them on order, but I'm going to hook people up. Tito's tired of seeing all this cloth on these bodies. He needs to see him in tank tops. Take it off. Get them short shorts on and a tank some top. short shorts and tank top. You got to have a short shorts and tank top. How about we just do a no pass a tattoo and not, nothing else? Damn. So then he also says, um, Groove also says that you gave him some good advice when he became a teacher. And he was saying to ask you if you remember what it was. Oh, shit. That's so long ago. It had yeah, to be something know. about leadership and leading by example and... Ooh, just like one of a hundred people they told that to. I wish I would remember because sometimes I drop some pretty good pearls of wisdom. But hell yeah, you've been gonna, doing it all episode to, long. Yeah, he's gonna have to refresh his memory on that. But one. I'll say this: that's a big compliment because Groove's a motherfucking man, dog. Yeah, and, hell yeah. and he's going into become fuck out a great leader in his own right. That's awesome. Man. He's a fucking coach. He's he was uh, teacher of the year at one point. Oh, yeah. uh, he's a teacher and a coach, so he's leading. You know, in sports and in the in the that classroom. Over ten years ago, you remember something yeah, I told so him more than ten years ago. I'm so, sure. So on that on that note, the way that we find that's out this answer, right we got to watch the final four at Dewey's Pub. Groove. We're all wearing El Paso, right? <laughs> all El Paso. And, and, and Groove's gonna come through <laughs> and refresh his memory. We got it. We got to catch up. That's what that. Yeah, 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 I'm with it. I'm with me. I'm down do with it. that. You know I'm what I mean? I'm down. I'm down. Uh, last thing that Groove said was, and this is just kind of a joke, but ask him about the Oxford comma. <laughs> That's a jab at me. The Oxford comma. Is that Oxford where uh, the Oxford? Yeah. So give him the background on that because it's some part dumb of shit. His... That's a jab at me. Oh, that's Fuck when you group. have three words and you uh, put the comma and then you put the end. Yeah, and yeah, the comma. props. Yeah. Props yeah. for knowing what it is. is. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. For yeah. Real, yeah. That alone, that, we'll leave it at there. I'll leave it at that, man. So, so for, got... for knowing what it is because uh, he posed that as a question on a, on a previous episode because <laughs> we're nerds, man. He's like, what do you think about the Oxford comma? He's thinking I'm going to go before it. I'm like, nah, fuck that. And I went on a rant, about like a 10-minute rant about fuck the Oxford comma. So he's taking jabs at me right now. You know what I'm saying? So fuck the Oxford comma. I hope the Oxford comma. Fuck the Oxford comma as a label, a staff, and as a motherfucking You know what I'm saying? It's unnecessary. And I hope the Oxford comma gets a flat tire. You know what I'm saying? Fucking Oxford comma. All right, man, shit. Shit, we're pretty deep into the episode. Uh, aside from that, man, shit, any, we'll... we'll We'll leave with this. Any uh, any plugs, shout outs? Yo, most definitely, man. Central Life is where it's at, son. You know, Central Life. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Dewey's Corner Pub is going to start launching a Central Life brand. Oh, oh, um, sure. That's where we, you know, we're taking a page out of the Il Paso and the Duo <laughs> Paso cats. Have to. Um, and we need to start promoting Central Il Paso because it's an entertainment yeah. district. And Hell we don't yeah. want to label it as entertainment district. So we're just going to get that Central Life brand going yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but shout out to, you know, every cat, every entrepreneur, every bar owner, business yeah. owner in Central, keeping it alive. And of course, shout out to Dewey's Corner Pub, man. Come hit us up. We are Dewey's Corner Pub, 812 North Piedras. We got something going on every night of the week. We got Hell the yeah. Treacherous Three DJs, which is. DJ Swift NYC hashtag my DJ kicks your DJ's ass. Whoa. DJ yeah. Chris hashtag the Puerto Rican problem craze and <laughs> DJ Asylum hashtag Central Beast. Those are your entertainment experts over there for any type of coming to Dewey's Corner oh, Pub. Yeah. And uh, it's live, man. We get nuts. We have fun. It's a good time for everybody. And we it's are always bar. a good time. We are a bar. Don't get it twisted. We're not a nightclub. We are a bar. We'll be trying I want to everybody dance, come in. Yeah. Oh, no, no, come in. You know, just, shake your chuletas and shit. Have some fun. <laughs> It's well worth it, man. It's definitely well worth it. Oh, yeah. Tito. 
Uh, shout out to the homie Joe Martinez, man. Always letting us post up at this spot in, you know, Sun City Home Loans. You know what I'm saying? If y'all looking for a crib, hit me boom, up. Boom, Let me know. Boom. We got the mortgage, man. That's what's up. And shout out to all the people supporting El Paso. Yeah, man. Stop, just... stop renting. Stop buying. Let me let me piggyback on that because I don't think yeah, people yeah, understand yeah, yeah, yeah. how yeah, important it is. It's Bro. super important to own because the world ain't making no more land. So you got to get a piece of that shit and take some ownership because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that's going to get you some more money back. Boom. Yeah. You know, you could buy a, you know, $300 Yeezys all you want, but Fuck when you die, you can't sell those shits for nothing. That's right. You know, Fuck you got to be able to, yeah. what are you going to do? Leave your granddaughter $300 Yeezys and shit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, invest in property, Yeah, folks. get property, man. Get on that train and hook, you know, reach out to, to Yeah, for real. To real Tito talk, for man. If, if you got a crib already, let's talk refinancing Boom. or upgrading. How do, they, how do they get a hold of you, too? <laughs> They can holler at me directly. You know what I'm saying? Give me a call. Um, hit me up. Uh, hit us up through the website, suncityhomeloans.com. Um, have a, we'll, we'll set up an appointment. Come in. Talk to me. We got you, man. You know what I mean? Look us up. Google Sun City Home Loans. Number one in the city. Top rated. We'll take care of you. And your boy's on the job, so I got you. Hell yeah. Sure. My shout-outs, is, as usual, just shouts to all the El Paso supporters. All the Sweet Jesus Radio supporters, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, sharing the post, telling a friend. Uh, aside from that, get this, the Mil Paso uh, <laughs> shirts. Get the Mil Paso shirts. Buy those the, joints, man. We're at Crooks, man. Crooks Skate Shop on Montana. Uh, I would say follow us on Instagram, mostly Instagram, but on Facebook too. Aside from that, this is Sweet Jesus Radio. Thank you for playing. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, man. That's oh, cool. Yeah. Sweet Jesus Radio.